Hi, I'm Michaela Loach. And I'm Rebecca. And this is the Yikes Podcast. Hey everyone and welcome back to the Yikes Podcast, the podcast about all the things that make us yikes, from structural injustice to the climate crisis to any kind of overwhelming social justice issue that you that exists in the world. Um, we talk about these things that make us yikes, we try and lean into the yikes and work out how we can act rather than being overwhelmed and today we're going to talk about something, there's a, there's a big old yikes that a lot of people have been big talking yikes. about. Yeah. yeah, a big yikes. We're just going to talk about the monarchy, mm-hmm. the racist institution that upholds and that, well, that is being upheld in this country and in the world and the interview between Oprah and Meghan and Harry and all of that. Generally big yikes. So we're, we're recording this today, which is, I said today as if people know when today is, which is um, the 9th of March. So it's the day after um, the interview with Meghan Markle and Harry was so whether you just referred to him as Harry sorry <laughs> um was for, with Oprah Winfrey was broadcast in the UK um and I think both of us have um a lot of thoughts I think the whole of the world yeah. had a lot of thoughts I think Twitter has actually been um very interesting <laughs> in the last Do like, you know what? Few days. I've enjoyed my yeah I've really enjoyed my time on Twitter mm-hmm. just because like if I hadn't Twitter during this time like I don't think, I don't know. I just really enjoyed my time on Twitter because people have been giving me the hot takes about everything. Hi everyone, Um, just uh, before we get into this episode, we thought we'd give a little intro because this episode is a little bit different, Um, it's just us having a little bit of a chat and reflecting on what's been happening recently um, in the UK, but globally obviously, um, around the monarchy and um, yeah, just everything that's been happening around that. Um, We are not glorifying at all the individuals that we will be talking about, especially um, the royals in general, but we do think that um, Meghan and her children um, especially need to be protected at all costs. They've been going through a lot and trauma and mental health and all of this. And um, while it's not glorifying them and being critical of them um, in the institutions, obviously, that they are part of, we do think that they need yeah, total protection and uh, wish them all the healing um, that they deserve, obviously. Mm-hmm. As a warning again, that is just a casual chat. It's a bit different than usual, but we hope you enjoy. And maybe a trigger warning of because of the whole conversation, we will be talking about white supremacy and um, mental health, um, suicide, and um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I woke up this morning. Actually, I think my body just knew like I had to wake up early enough to see live on Good Morning Britain, which oh I've never gosh. watched in my life. Mm-hmm. Thank God. But I watched live Piers or Prick Morgan um, <laughs> run off stage because his fragile ego was hurt a little bit by another person that, yeah. So if people didn't know what happened, 
basically on Good Morning Britain, which is a kind of morning show in the UK that I honestly don't know who actually watches it. But anyway, um, a lot of people apparently watch it. It's at like six in the morning. I don't understand who's watching this. Yeah, yeah, anyway, 6.30. Piers Morgan, who is an asshole. We all know that Piers Morgan is the absolute objectively the worst. He is a bully. Yeah, he's such a bully. He's a bully to like every marginalised community. He's also like a bully to just so many people he's just horrific and he has yeah. this personal vendetta against Meghan Markle because he fancies her and she doesn't like him um it's also obviously deeper than that it's because he's a white supremacist um and a misogynist and just generally awful and what happened on I didn't I didn't think I actually watched it I might have just heard the commentary about it but basically Alex um Beresford who does the weather usually or used to do the weather on um Good Morning Britain he was speaking out against Piers on the show basically saying like Piers you you constantly just didn't say it like this basically saying Piers you constantly chat shit and you're rude and racist and we don't like yeah. it and I'm tired of having to put up with well, this he shit well he called his behaviour diabolic mm. which I thought was fantastic I mean that's like the nicest way to describe yeah like I wouldn't have had I mean I would have used different words nice. but <laughs> me too but <laughs> but, but um, also it was very brave of him to be fair like him is mm. uh, to stand up against this horrific man um because i'm sure that that whole vibe there good morning britain must be so toxic basically piers morgan then stormed out because he was so offended that um, a mixed race person decided to like be mixed race also this experience um this whole kind of thing for me is really illustrative of how a lot of white people are with black people mixed race people people who Mm. have black heritage or people of color generally it's like you're cool or you're okay or they can deal with you until you make it obvious or or apparent that you actually are black or you aren't white or that you are this person then suddenly it's like oh actually no i don't like this i'm gonna storm out Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah the way he like huffed and puffed out of the office like out of the show was like i can't do this this is offensive like Mm -hmm. it was so um yeah, like, you know, he, like, because if any other person would have done that to the comments that he usually, like, mm. dishes out to people, mm. like, he would have dragged them. Yeah, And, yeah. like, you know, like, they, those people would have probably lost their career because of the influence that he holds and the networks that he, you know, like, um, occupies. Mm-hmm. But um, But he has the ability to just, like, walk out when it doesn't, when he's actually called, you know, like, like when he's called out on his like racist behavior and the the shit that he constantly like spews on everyone so um yeah it's just i I don't think there will be any consequences for him you know no no, yeah um something else that that i saw on twitter which um you know was because the whole time like you know peace morgan has been commenting on this whole on the on the um debate and everything or on the on the chat between uh, oprah and and the royals um and the white, and you know, he's been super offensive and all of it. But the white woman next to him just kept quiet the whole mm-hmm. time. And um, and someone was commenting on on Twitter of how um, symbolic this is for Britain. Mm-hmm. And the one person chat shits with you know with no um, with no consequences. And the white woman next to it just sits quiet so that no one actually knows her opinion. But also she doesn't have to engage in the whole thing and just profits off it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I guess that's very symbolic of how the whole thing has played out. Yeah, I think the reason also that we're talking about this so, and there, I've been talking about this so much is because it's an opportunity to like highlight all these things that happen every single day. Like how these are, like with Susanna Reid sitting and being quiet and laughing also sometimes when mm. Piers Morgan does these different things. Yeah. And then like out off air sometimes just 
everyone being like, oh, she's the nice one or whatever. No, she just, she's facilitating mm. violence and harm. Yeah. And that is like so many people though. Yeah, there was a tweet that was saying like, oh, she's that that friend you have in the office who in the like coffee room will be like, oh my gosh, that person's so terrible and racist. But then in front of that person or next to that person will just mm. laugh along with their banter, their racist banter. And then we also mm. saw on on Loose Women this morning, um, one person on Loose Women was one of the hosts, I don't even know how Luke's Woman works as a show. I don't watch any of these shows, but um, I saw the clips on Twitter. Um, she was basically saying how it was just casual racism, um, the comments that Megan talked about with um, when how wow. the royal family, how members of the royal family, I think it was Charles. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, hot yeah, my, my hot take is it was Charles. Um, how members of the, the royal family commented on the, sk- the possible skin colour of Archie, their child. Um, mm. The woman on, on Luke's Woman was like, oh, it's just casual racism. And then a black woman host on the same show on Loose Women was like, you can't say it's casual racism. That's not okay. And was completely mm. calm and was very composed um, and was very, like, in my forgiving. I don't think I would have been that forgiving in that situation. All the headlines mm. now have been like, um, like, blah, 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 has been aggressive towards, like, the star Even if of she the was, show. fuck off. Like, yeah, also, exactly. Like, why, like, that would, I feel mm. like, in that instance, being angry is so justified. Like, but she, yeah, she didn't even act like that. And it's just so annoying mm. how much, all, like, we're, what we're seeing around around us is all the stereotypes that are felt um, around black women, especially. There's misogynoir that we're seeing everywhere. Um, it's just coming to the fore and being emphasized even more. And that's why I think it's important to talk about what's going on now but, and link that to, ha- to what goes on every day. Um, mm-hmm. And I do think that like all, the, just the response to all of this has been very, very telling of British racism and how it is so mm. pervasive. I'm not going to compare it to any other type of racism because there's no comparison. There's no Olympics. Um, yeah. But the British kind of style of racism is is very, very present and it's very mm. harmful and it's very violent um and it's just not something that should be undermined um or i really didn't like like i really don't like when people talk about like undertones of racism it's just racist like it's just yeah, yeah. so it's just, yeah. just it's just racist like why are we why am i making out like I, racially i hate racially charged i hate undertones i hate all this shit it's mm. just racist like we should be allowed to say things are racist without having to make other people feel more comfortable with it. And why are people yeah. more outraged with being called out on their racism than they are about racism actually happening yeah. and actually mm. existing and actually harming people? And I've, I mean, I've experienced this in my DMs in the last few days because I had mm. the audacity to say that we should abolish the monarchy and the monarchy was built upon slavery and harm and racism. Mm-hmm. Um, and then having lots of people be very upset with that. Um, I'm like, where did you come from? Did you get lost? Like, why are you here? <laughs> like, like, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's, it's so interesting how, like, how people cling to the monarchy as if this is like the most like holy thing. I just, I, I don't get it. And I mean, also, also like being German, like I, maybe this is because I didn't grow up with the monarchy, mm-hmm. but I'm like, surely you have, how can you not, like, how can you think that like this family, this like person, like the queen is so invincible mm-hmm. that like, I just don't understand. Like, how can you just hold someone f- because of, because they were born into like a certain family to that just like um like standard that mm. like they are completely invincible from everything and like when when Megan was talking about like um they have to they have to curtsy to their family member 
like behind closed doors and like everything. I was just like, wait, don't, don't, doesn't everyone see like this like hierarchy is completely toxic? Not just, I mean, obviously, like, you know, outside what the monarchy has enabled throughout history, what it's enabling right now, the way it profits and continues to profit of colonialism mm-hmm. and um, the Commonwealth, which is just another form of upholding common, like the idea of empire mm-hmm. and everything. But like, even within their own family, like what the hell? Like, you know, and... Um, I remember um, yeah. Carnage, which was a kind of a mockumentary about a future in which um, the whole world is vegan. It was a comedy thing. And within Carnage, I remember this came out like quite a few years ago. And I remember one of the first things it said in there was it was like the first step towards um, the whole world that, or the whole of the UK becoming vegan was abolishing the monarchy because people aren't ever going to be able to think that other humans around them are equal if there's inherently right. like a people that are just mm. born and and are better than you, um, let alone be able, people to be able to see that like other beings are equal. And I remember see, and that was also, that was broadcast on the BBC. Um, and <laughs> I remember that like I was I, I don't know how I don't know why I just when that that came out, but I remember that was a really good way of explaining it to people of why just even the concept of, of a monarchy is basically just inherently telling people that everyone isn't equal, that equality doesn't exist and equity doesn't exist because like, obviously this happens in so many other ways as well, but there is literal family who we all have to know about. We have to sing a feckin' song to um, <laughs> who are, yeah. we just told are better than us, even though they've yeah. that, that historically caused so much harm. And I think that it's, it's because it's not just about the individuals. It's not like, a lot of things that I'll hear is like, oh, but the Queen's a really nice lady. I mean, I obviously, I don't know her. Maybe she is a nice lady, but she's still upholding a care. lot of harm. And also it's not it's yeah. not about her as an individual. Like it's yeah. about the institution. And that's why it was quite good how they referred to um, the monarchy as the firm or... The firm. I thought that was like <laughs> apocalyptics though. Like, have you not like, I mean, what, um, there's been like so many books, I think recently where it's like, you know, you have to like, um, I don't know, you you go to work and you're like you live in the firm and you live in the institution and you the like, institution and I was that was the like, other one yeah 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 the firm and the institution I was just like this is literally the apocalypse mm. which is just true like it already all exists it, it was just they've quite just literally just laid it's out quite like, like, it's quite scary to hear them lay it out it is and like yeah. to talk about the firm and the institution and the the the, firm. the, the, the yeah. like power and control that they have like yeah. it was it was really scary and then that's why I find it so weird that so many people want to defend. The monarch, like, do you think that yeah. Queen Elizabeth is going to give you an OBE if you defend the monarchy on Instagram or Twitter? Like, yeah. do you think that yeah. like Lizzie will wave her wand and be like, "Oh, here you go, I'll give you an honor"? No, Lizzie. Lizzie I don't know why I gave her yeah. a wand as well. What am I doing? Um, I'm mixing too many different fairy tales in my yeah, head. Yeah. Um, but it's just weird. It's like it's it's kind of similar to when people defend billionaires. Billionaires. I'm like, like Jeff isn't going to pay for you because you. Yeah. <laughs> Because you have defended him on Twitter. I don't, I really, really don't understand the obsession with defending these people that people don't know. And But I think there's power. a crucial difference because billionaires, at least the lie is being told that you can aspire to become mm. one, even though that's most like, you know, 99,9% like, is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But with the hierarchy, like with the monarchy, you literally you're not going to get into it if you're not already born mm-hmm. in it. Like even Megan marrying into it, they said she's not going to get protection. Mm-hmm. Her son, not going to get the status. Like, don't you see like, this is literally like, 
they literally couldn't care less about mm. us. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't get it. They don't care about They just you. exist everybody... based on our existence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, I don't. I really, really cannot comprehend yeah. the yeah. people defending. Like, I just, I personally just do not get it. I'm like, do you not have better things to do? There are much, yeah. like, in my opinion, there are more important things that we could be doing than defending these people. And that's yeah. why I found everyone watching The, the Crown really annoying. Because... Oh. Yeah, because I, I appreciate yeah. I have a lot of friends who watched it because they thought it was an interesting, like, historical drama to learn about, like, the hi- mm. the history of the UK, which yeah, I can I can understand that. And they were watching it in a way to be like, aren't these people terrible? Whereas I know of a lot of people who are watching it as like, oh my gosh, they're just, they're just people like us. They, they, I know, I, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I know of many people who yeah. um, would have conversations and would be like, it's really interesting watching The Crown just to realise that the monarchy, they're just people like us and I just, and we just need to protect them at all costs. And I'm like, what? Mm. I'm like, they are being protected by huge institutions already. They don't need your sympathy. All your sympathy yeah. does is allow like the monarchy as, as an institution to exist for longer. Um, and mm. that's where like I was like, mm, I'm not really keen for this glorification of that. Yeah, maybe we should have like Big Brother, a fe- like big brother feature the royals like the inside and they're just like 24 7 that will be them when life. they're like grasping to still be relevant yeah like when, when yeah, they yeah, make yeah. it to that point where they're like oh no oh no okay they're gonna abolish us shit okay big brother like <laughs> like someone someone's gonna be like big brother we've gotta do it yeah yeah someone turn us into like the new kim kardashian series or something um Yeah, I mean, we had a discussion with my um, with my flatmates. Hi, guys, if you're listening, um, about like what you know, what like what Harry was saying um, around like being trapped mm-hmm. um, in the monarchy, because I found it really. I'm kind of. I mean, I think multiple things can be true there, right? Mm-hmm. But like from because like for me, I was just like I understand maybe ish where he's coming from of like you're trapped in a way that whilst you hold so much privilege and all of that, and I think that's, like, super real of, like, but you're still trapped in a system that, you know, and, like, especially with, like, Megan saying, you know, like, revealing, like, she couldn't just go to the hospital. Mm. She couldn't even just go outside. Mm. Like, you are trapped in in these ways. And, like, you know, if they didn't have outside support or whatever, like, what would have possibly mm. happened to either of them or something. And I found that like, I mean, that really challenged me mm-hmm. in having to sit down and being like, in a really sick way, you are you are trapped trapped in that. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, Harry, I mean, I really hated how they talked about like saving each other. Um, but, you know, like, I guess revealing of like how toxic the system is to each other when you're born into it. I found that like really challenging for me. Yeah. I, like I really had to find grace for that yeah the, <laughs> I, I definitely agree with you and like, like having to find grace in some point because like i did see a lot of people online being like he's a 30 something year old man like him being cut off his from his family i don't really have any sympathy but it was, it was when they were talking about the fact they have security concerns i was like okay fair that would cost a lot like yeah and if they're just being then then that that is like their life which is a bit different mm. and i guess yeah and i because there's a point at which i think sometimes i can just be like you know fuck them all um but actually yeah mm. there is an point in which we need to have some sort of grace i mean i obviously don't think that they are like the best people in the whole world no, at no, all. No, no, no. um but you can still have some sort of like humanity there i guess i i didn't find the whole them saving each other that bad oh i just really i think I they're really, really in love but 
cancel me. No, no, no. The, oh, the notion of like I think generally like the notion of like you saved me and I yeah, I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. for me, that's like also like um, especially I think when people are in love, like you shouldn't have to save each other. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe they like help reveal certain things to each other, but the unlearning still you have to do in in yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And like so, if Harry, I mean. He, you know, as oblivious he might have been on this entire life, if Megan was the person to reveal to him how toxic the monarchy is, mm. he still had to get out of it. I thought also, sorry, but, I also want to comment on that bit where, um, the bit where Harry says he's doing the work. Oh, <laughs> oh there it is. Okay. I saw yeah. people twist to be like, that I've been doing the work. Cancelled. Like, we can't use that anymore. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. Like, we can't use Literally, it. Literally, my flatmates looked at each other and we were just like, he's walking. Yeah, people were saying, he's, people were saying he, he's doing the work. He must have been resharing infographics on his burner Instagram yeah. account. That. Do you think he had a black square on his IG? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, lol. Um, that just made me lol quite a lot. Um, yeah. But like, but also, but one thing about it, I think that is probably good. I mean, I definitely don't think he's doing enough at all and obviously mm-hmm. doesn't seem to have enough awareness of anything. But... um. <laughs> it was good that he is someone who is like the epitome of white male privilege did seem to acknowledge that he is mm-hmm. the, that white privilege exists and that he is the epitome yeah, of white yeah, male privilege, sure. which as sad as it is, is like actually quite a, like an important, yeah, important yeah. thing. Um, also there are a couple of things I want to unpack that w- within there. Okay. Let's get okay. into it. I want to unpack the Kate Middleton situation with mm-hmm. the crying situation. Mm. So, for context people sorry that we're talking we've, well, I mean this episode is the whole episode is basically about this interview so if you don't know what's going on I apologize um, but I'll try and describe some bits so basically there was this thing in the press a few I years mean, ago I mean most people would yeah, have most watched people, I think yeah, it, like when it went live in the US it had 17 million viewers watching live so I think that yeah. there's quite a lot um, sorry can you imagine having 2 billion people watch your wedding I know so two stressful 2 billion people so stressful no wonder they got married like alone a few days before but yeah. anyway um, so a few years ago, though, this whole thing came out after, after Megan's wedding saying, um, that Megan had made Kate Madison cry about the dresses. And then in the interview, Megan says with a lot of grace and with mm-hmm. a huge amount of respect and yeah. with a lot of like dignity, I think towards, um, Kate Madison as well, basically just saying, um, that it was actually Kate who made her cry. And that she's forgiven Kate for that and she she doesn't mind anymore. But that she was upset that no one, even though everyone knew that, no one said that. And even Kate didn't say that. Mm. And this is something else I also want to touch on because I think that there is, like, there was a tweet as well that said, like, a lot of, gosh, we're going through certain tweets today, um, that a lot of black women, or almost all black women, know a Kate Middleton. They know a white woman who has made them who's been the aggressor and made them cry or made them upset and then painted out the situation to be the complete opposite way around so that they can get the sympathy and they can benefit from a situation and i know I, in my life i've known so many Muslims. i lived with one of them mm. um and um like that behavior is prevalent everywhere because white supremacy basically will just believe and protect the in the quote-unquote innocence of a white woman over black women who are constantly painted out to be aggressive and harmful and whatever. Mm. Um, and it does actually make me quite really sad in, to hear that. And he, cause mm. it's been ye- years from, from when that happened and that's still been painted out. And I think that 
that situation, that part of it made me realize like, okay, this is why they did the interview because she's had no voice for so long. Cause mm-hmm. yeah. Cause I also, part of me was also like, oh, what is the point of them? If they want to be left on their own, mm-hmm. why are they doing this interview? Which is going to be watched by so many people. But then I think it was bits like that where I was like, okay, you've really been put out in a different light. Also telling this story is helpful for many different mm-hmm. reasons, not just for her situation, but also for other people and how that impacts other people. Yeah. And that's why I think that like, unpacking some of these bits is so important and when and when we're unpacking this or anything especially anything to do with race hold we need to hold ourselves back from doing the oh my gosh that's so terrible i can't believe they did that i could never do that and instead reflect and think how could how might i have also exhibited that behavior um Mm -hmm. and i do this in in all these situations i try to do this um and i think that generally everyone any parts of the story that that you that made you shocked um just sit and be like how might i enable or how might i Mm. participate in in behavior that is similar to this Mm. yeah and also like i definitely also had to check myself a lot through the interview and thinking you know like this doesn't this doesn't sound like a big deal like when like small conversations but it is a massive big deal and I don't get to decide if it's a big deal or not big deal. And I mean, especially, I guess, the media and all of it, like, t- together, like, and like you were saying, you know, like, because I didn't really, because I don't follow the royals whatsoever. Like, I mean, I like my, I I didn't know anything about Diana or anything, like, you Diana. know, I'm so far removed. <laughs> you included Diana. <laughs> oh my gosh, Joe. <laughs> Okay, you get the point, right? Like, I, yeah. I was like, okay, like, I'm going to watch this, obviously. But mm-hmm. um, this is the first time I've actually properly engaged with any of this. Mm. So I didn't... In the beginning, I was like, why are we bringing up something that happened so long ago? But it matters. Can you imagine living your life? And, like, you know that there's headlines about you every single day. And you, have, and you know that you can't read them to protect yourself. Mm. And, like, when she was saying, like, her mom and her friends calling her crying... Mm reading those headlines i was just like for fuck's sake yeah, like yeah. This no is... the whole the, the media has like so much to answer for generally we didn't uh, actually yeah. i'd recommend to people we did a whole episode on the media and how the yeah. media is used to oppress um i think that was in season one or season two um but go back and listen to that one because the the uk media especially there's such an yeah. agenda and they play their they they want to play their games but their games have like real world impacts and i think some people sometimes yeah, we can yeah. dismiss that by being like oh yeah the press will just do this and that and it's like oh mm-hmm. but their actions have significant consequences mm. in so many ways like yeah whether in in political ways like in political impacts in real life how people live their lives impacts like what the mm-hmm. what the press say about this interview and especially um about what men- megan said about her mental health like that will, will have real world impacts on people's lives that will have real world mm. impacts on, on how on people's attitudes towards these different things and so i think we need to stop dismissing these papers and dismissing the media like yeah. even with when we talk about good morning Britain at the start like i see some people just be like oh let's just not engage with it not, not, and just ignore it well the thing is that so many people already engage with yeah. this and it and whether we whether we as people who don't agree with it engage with it or not it's gonna it's gonna be there and we i think we should engage with it yeah. to call it out to it, yeah. and to try yeah. and create change because if we just like ignore the fact that the sun exists if we ignore the fact that the daily mail exists if we ignore the fact mm. that good morning britain exists and piers morgan exists and whoever else that i don't think that's going to make them go away 
So yeah, I think we need to stop dismissing these things and instead engage with them mm. more because mm. it's it's very 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 real and like yeah, it's, it. and it's really scary mm. and they're really powerful. Mm. Um, but just to also go back to your, the point that you made earlier of like, um, you know, especially like white women being um being the Kates mm-hmm. and like and not just like not being or being the Kates, but also like when are we because most of us will be at some point be those be Kates, mm. right? And like so yeah, I guess like applying these lessons actually that we are learning from generally the UK, but also into our personal lives of like, you know, when when am I perpetuating this mm. behavior and um really checking ourselves in yeah and also in knowing that so for example the way that megan was even being really nice about kate i think it's really important i was like okay sis yeah yeah i know yeah (laughs) but but also that like you don't have to be like people who exhibit racist behavior and harmful behavior misogynistic behavior and are not all terrible people as a whole i think that's something really important that people need to grasp more like just because you listening to this I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you probably already care about things in some way. Um, but just because you care about things doesn't mean that you're not, you, you don't exhibit racist behavior. It doesn't mean that you don't harm people. Like just because, Trump, if I just take myself, just because I care about a lot of these issues doesn't mean that I will not be harmful or oppressive in my actions or that I might not uphold oppression yeah, or so. harm in my actions. And so I think that we do just need to like get rid of, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, but like we just need to get rid of this idea that the only people that exhibit racist behavior or misogynist behavior or harmful behavior or oppressive behavior in any way are horrible people. Um, Mm -hmm. Because that's just not true. And I think that people generally who maybe are very like anti-Megan, that's one thing they probably aren't able to grasp is like Mm -hmm. that they're like, oh, Megan wants us to think that Kate's a horrible person. That's just not true. She explicitly said that that's not what she wants. Yeah. Um, but she can you can still call someone's behavior out even if you don't think they are like a wholly terrible person one thing is mm-hmm. like what is their christmas going to be like <laughs> um i mean ooh, maybe they were like all like they were like thank god for covid pandemic lockdown mm-hmm. so we don't have to have that get together and like be so awkward I mean, be so oh, it'd awkward. be terrible when oh my gosh when harry was like um yeah, yeah, I called my I called my father um before he stopped taking my calls. I was just like, "Oh, I was I was actually quite surprised as to how um candid they were with a lot of things." Like, I was like, "Honestly, oh. I think do you know what? I think Harry spilled the tea a lot faster and easier than Megan did." I was like, like the first half an hour, I was like, "Wow, like you really like you're so still con- like you know, you're still holding it together." And then at some point she was just like, "Nah, like let's get into yeah, it." Yeah, yeah. Harry was like into it much faster. Also, how cute were the chickens? Oh, very cute, very wholesome. I was like, they are living their best life, to be honest. I mean, yeah, they I are. mean, obviously, another thing I want to say here is like, obviously, me and Joe are not like massive like Meghan and Harry stands. Like, we're not like, yeah, we're not fans <laughs> at all. We're just talking about the situation that happened. Like, I obviously they're like, they're not they're not perfect. We've said this before. They're not perfect people. Then they yeah. like Harry himself has had an incredibly problematic past that Oprah decided not to touch on, which I was like, come on, ask him about his Halloween costume or whatever that was. Like, "Mm, maybe you should ask him about that. Like, maybe we should not, like, oh, but he's he's done the work, so I guess it's okay. (laughs) Are you enjoying this podcast? Um, We really hope that you are. The Yikes podcast um, is able to happen mostly because of the financial support from our wonderful patrons on Patreon. 
Yeah, I mean, Michaela sounds like a super duper appetizing capitalist girl, but actually we're two anti-capitalist babes in a capitalist world. And um, by you supporting like the show, um, it just generally sustains it. It allows us to like pay our guests that uh, now and then come on the show and it allows us to do, you know, much more community work and be able to support different charities and just generally, you know, make this make this thing happen yeah and if you don't know what patreon is because i think a lot of people might not know it is basically a platform that allows you to support creators or podcasts or different kind of groups that you really like um, and you can financially support their work directly um, and it kind of stops us having to rely on things like ads which are quite annoying yeah um (laughs) so on patreon on the x podcast patreon there are different um tiers that you can subscribe to so they start from just three pounds a month and then kind of go up from there um for the five pounds a month one you get a bonus episode every single week um which is just us chatting about a different thing that's just happened in the news or something personal about our lives um they're much more kind of intimate those episodes um and we really enjoy making them we do q and a's as well over on the patreon and it's just another kind of space that we can interact with you guys and we really love it and we're so grateful for our patrons who have made this show possible up until now and if you'd like to become someone who supports this podcast if you have the ability to do that um then you can check out our patreon in the show notes or just go to patreon.com slash the yikes podcast um and you can check out the different tiers there and sign up to support this show we thank you so much for your support so far and we hope that you're enjoying this episode So something I more um, serious, I guess, that I'd like to touch on that um, Megan talked about in that interview was her experience of her mental health and her experience of um, having suicidal ideation and of being very alone in that and of also feeling really ashamed to reach out for help. Mm-hmm. And then even, which I found quite like hard to hear like harry say that he was ashamed that she was having trouble as well like i was oh, like oh i didn't i missed oh, that. So he, he said that he didn't reach out for help on her behalf because he oh. was ashamed that she was struggling and i was oh like that's really hard that's really hard to hear mm. but i do think it was it was really powerful and important that she spoke out about about experiencing that because like even from my own experience like as a, also as a black woman um who has had mental health issues like I have had suicidal ideation many times in my life and I have also felt ashamed about reaching out for help during those times Mm -hmm. and to see someone else like have the bravery to to say that is 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 a huge thing but then in response to that to see so many people just be like she's doing it for attention she's lying or whatever is just really really horrific and there have been some some people saying some good things about how like yeah Megan won't see your tweets you saying that she's making up but your friends will and the people that you love will who've also experienced this and are too ashamed to talk about it um and so think about those people instead and I just think that like anyone who was outraged at Piers Morgan's comment or any of this kind of behavior like make a donation to a black mental health charity because it's important and like racism kills people in so many different ways and a part of that is also like the impact on mental health. And I know this is really serious and heavy compared to the rest of what we've been talking about, but it's important because there's not enough, there's not enough stuff like spoken about, about black mental health. And also 
I mean, this, like, Megan being brave enough to do this is an opportunity for it to be talked about more and for mm. this conversation to happen more and also for people to who actually say that they care to actually contribute to whether it's Black Minds Matter or Sahelia or in the US, the Loveland Foundation. There are loads of different organisations that support black mental health and I think it's really important. And for me, it just felt really, like I felt really seen to hear her talk about that. Obviously, my situation was incredibly different to hers, but there will be other people who felt seen by that and who hopefully will, mm. will now reach out for help. But there are also people who might who might not reach out for help because of how the response happened online. And that's why I think it's really important that we champion black mental health um, and protect black women at all costs. I did actually see, I did see a tweet of someone who said because she saw Megan speak out, she sought help today. Mm. Um, and I, yeah, I felt, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never spoken about my suicide ideation before publicly and like seeing her speak about it made me, I don't think I have at least, um, but seeing her speak about it made me feel confident enough to like say something. I think that anyone seeing someone else speak about these things will help someone else feel like they're not alone in feeling like that especially someone who's like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, get, I think, you know, in so many ways, I think people really thought that this like whole monarchy discussion now going on is very abstract because it doesn't affect, mm. because they're not part of the royals. But I think in a, in a big way, the monarchy not only stirs this society in many sick um, and toxic ways, but also it's a reflection of our society mm. and... Um, you know, it goes in it goes in both ways that not only does the monarchy continue to stigmatize mental health and continues to uphold many systems of oppression, but also they feel like they can't talk about these things because of our society and because we have stigmatized, for example, mental health mm. and and um, you know taking one's own life and mm. and all of these so things. So it it matters and it matters in your personal lives in the way that you are reacting to. The conversation that's going on with Megan mm. and all of it, and it's, it's not, it, it is a reflection of. It's your also life not even well. just about. It's not even not even just mental health. Like the, the reason why, because I I do understand the criticism the criticisms of the fact this has been given so much attention, and there are also huge things going on in other parts of the world. Like I see that, and I think that's important. All these things are important as well. The reason why I think like we're talking about this, and I've been engaging with this so much, is because it is a it is a reflection of so many parts of our society. And also because the way in which Megan has been treated, I think makes a lot of black women in this country feel like they share those experiences. Um, and that there are ways in which there are conversations that can be had now, now that this has been like kind of publicly more exposed. Um, but also because the monarchy holds a lot of power in different ways, but also, and, and I think one of the ways and the biggest ways it holds power is by how it represents these ideas and glamorizes these ideas of the old world, which are yeah. ideas that we should just throw in the bin. And how, like, I remember growing up with a Jamaican mum, my mum was like, I mean, we're not going to celebrate the monarchy in this house because the queen mm -hmm. hasn't even like said sorry for slavery. Like she hasn't even mm -hmm. said mm -hmm. apologize for slavery mm -hmm. and there has not been like any reparations pretty much paid. Um, Actually, I think it was, in, it was up until 2010 that the British government were still paying um, slave owners. 2015. 2015, sorry. The, the mm -hmm. British, British government was still paying slave owners 
um basically is like a oh sorry that we ended slavery and that you lost money yeah. um which is wild because if you if you translate that into this is from taxpayers money which means also descendants of like you know people from the like from the empire from slaves mm-hmm. had to pay mm-hmm. families like for example um oh what's his name david cameron and his family mm-hmm. he was for example one of the families that got money from taxpayers for his family being yeah getting money as like slave owners and that's yeah. disgusting and that's like, why like it's vile. that's why the slave industry the slave um trade is so relevant today still and i'm not gonna mm-hmm. fucking get over it like because people are still benefiting today from the slave trade and that is in so many different ways that is in like the fact that people who have who have wealth and have held wealth over generations and that wealth was created and and uphold and grown during the slave trade they still hold that wealth today where there are loads of black and brown people who don't have any wealth and who are marginalized and oppressed um they are still people are still benefiting today why do you think why do people think that we have like wealth gaps between different communities like why do we think that there are like there's generational wealth gap between different communities like generational wealth in many ways especially in in um like white communities generational wealth is inherently linked to the slave trade like it's inherently linked to the slave trade and so that's why when i had someone in my dm say like well if you're saying that the monarchy are racist because um of the slave trade in the past and things and the empire in the past then doesn't that mean that all white people who whose ancestors owned slaves like are also racist and i was like yeah mm-hmm. like if they if they yeah. haven't redistributed if they haven't given all of that wealth back if they haven't given all of that wealth back and i mean every single penny if they haven't given all of the wealth that they gained from the violence from the torture from the literal dehumanization of my ancestors um from jamaica and from other countries all over the world and from the african um continent like if they haven't given everything back then they're still benefiting from it so obviously they don't really seem to care like they can do as many like anti-racism courses as they want if they aren't going to actually like implement that into action into real life action then yeah of course they're still upholding white supremacy i just don't understand why it's hard for people to comprehend it just i i think maybe it's because but i think it's because i grew up in a context where i was this was something that was talked about but that's why i think it is important that we we talk about the monarchy because it links to other stuff and abolishing mm. the, the monarchy links to things like reparations and other stuff. And I know yeah. that people might think I'm just being inflammatory by being like, abolish the monarchy. I don't think it's going to happen like tomorrow, but mm. hopefully at some point we'll realize well, that we need to start talking. Yeah, we need about to start. It, yeah, when, so. exactly. And, and we can't start talking about it by, by like toning everything down. Like, I think we just need to talk And I think about it. this is the part that people forget, like Harry and Meghan aren't actually that radical. <laughs> like, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, okay, Harry has always been a bit of a rebel within the monarchy. Not in a good no, way. in a bad way. <laughs> in many ways, yeah. Um, but like, I mean, and they even said that, you know, like Oprah asked, and like, if they would have just given you security, you would have stayed. And they were like, yeah. yeah. like, absolutely. So they, they, it's yeah, not exactly. that hard. They, they aren't, they just want to protect themselves. Yeah. Really. And the monarchy yeah. failed to do that. The institution, the firm. The firm. Um, they failed to do that, you know? Mm. And, like, they'd rather, they'd rather, like, get this sh- shit stirred up because they think they're so secure in, in their institution that even this whole thing is not gonna, is not gonna crumble or at least, like, you know, I guess make some, 
make some change for them. And that's, I think that's really scary of how powerful they know they are. Mm -hmm. And I think that's exactly why we need to talk about abolishing the monarchy. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, at least this is a start. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not, I don't think the, the downfall of the monarchy is because Harry and Meghan talked once to Oprah. Obviously not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, ex but, exactly. Oh, there's one more thing that I want to comment on before we're probably going to have to wrap up seeing because we've just been chatting for so long. I hope everyone's like enjoying this in some way. This is just very like us, our stream of consciousness. Um, mm. But there was, there's also good commentary to be had about how it's colorism that allowed Megan to become part of the royal family and it's mm. anti-black racism that caused her to have them to have to leave. So mm. that's like where the nuance like sits because a lot of people have been saying like, oh, but Megan is like white passing and she's not even like, she's not even that quote unquote that black, black and she identifies as, as biracial or mixed race. She doesn't actually identify as a black woman, I think. Um, so therefore what she's experiencing can't be racism. But this shows like how, like what what was previously called like the one drop rule or the the paper bag rule, which is basically is if you were darker than a paper bag or if you had one drop of non-white blood in, in your like body, then you were seen, then you were immediately black um, mm. and, 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 and under that immediately marginalized. That that still is existing in this country, um, in the UK, where people talk about this being this like post-racial society or like that we are not as bad as everywhere else or whatever, or that we don't have racism. It's, it's like actually even... Even Megan, who is, who has wealth and like, and, and her own power and all these different, and, and is almost like the most privileged a black woman could be. She's still experiencing all of this. So how must it be for the people who are the most marginalized? Like, how must it be for them? And that's what I think people can learn from this as well. So if you think the treatment of Megan has been horrific, like think about what, what like dark skinned black women have to go through every day. Um, mm. And also think about like how when people say, oh, it's just about class in the UK, it's not about race. Well, actually, Megan obviously is very upper class and she's still experienced all of this. So please tell me again how it's just about class. Obviously, class plays mm -hmm. into lots of things in this country, but race is also kind of a separate thing in, in some ways. I think that there, those mm -hmm. are different lessons that we can learn about. Um, and even like why people will listen to, to Megan in over other black women obviously that's a mm -hmm. like a result of colorism things like that um mm. there are a lot of i just think there are so many lessons that we can actually learn there's so many layers and there's so yeah. many layers there's layers upon layers and i'd really recommend to everyone watching the you know i'm gonna say the interview the sky news <laughs> um yes oh, i was about to call this as well. iconic yeah, yeah. um interview with um kletchi okafor um dr shola and and genie yashiri who are all incredible and this whole interview yeah. oh my gosh i've watched it like five times it gives me life actually two the two interviews they've oh yeah done they've done two, two now, now. Yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah. and also I've dr shola on um good morning britain oh. saying to piers morgan um listen <laughs> and you might listen learn, and learn. And you might learn something yeah, you might learn something. <laughs> iconic and then piers shut up yeah it was amazing yeah yeah i was like honestly yeah. these three women mm. they brought it they brought straight facts. Yeah. They brought straight fire. They were not holding back. They were incredible. Nope. Um, and you should all listen to Kalechi's podcast, Say Your Mind, as well, which got a shout out in the, oh. um, in the interview. I love that. So Sky good. News actually came through. I was like, I was wow, really surprised. Um, really not on brand, but like for Sky News. But I was like, cool. Yeah. Good. Yeah. There is one thing that um, I think it was Dr. Schuller who said, um, 
you know, like for example, the conversation, I think we have to quickly talk mm-hmm. about this. The conversation about um, the skin color of the child mm-hmm. and how this child not even having been born yet, you know, already these conversations are playing out. And what really, really um, disgusted me in the interview was what Harry said actually about this mm. as saying it was an awkward conversation to have. Mm. And I was like, awkward. Mm-hmm. I, there are many times in my life where I've felt awkward. And I think this shouldn't be one of the conversations. No, this this should be one where you feel awkward. disgusted. You should have right there, like disowned your family. Mm. Like, but the thing is that like, this is a conversation that happens in every mixed race household. I, I assure you, mm. it might not be about the child's skin tone, but it will be about something. And this is me mm. saying that, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about I'm like my own like family, but like, mm-hmm. in some way, this happens to every mixed race or interracial mm. couple. Like, there will be a comment about something. And that this, and so what people were seeing here was was basically like what a lot of interracial couples go through like every day, mm. um, or not every day, but have gone through within their experience w- with different family members, um, mm. and I think that's why there is there is a, there's so much to unpack because a, like a mm. lot of I'm sure there are a lot of people, and I've heard this from from experiences from other people um, who like in their family someone has had a baby and. They are, their family is white and the father of the baby is black. And they've always been, like, I've heard so many different people tell me that they've mm. had, they've had the same comments of people being like, oh, I wonder what color this, the child would be. Like, oh, I wonder what type of hair they'll have. I wonder like all these different things. And it's because mm. racism is, is pervasive in, in throughout all of our society. And like, I think I found it, I found it weird people with that shock that this question mm. was asked. I was like, I was like, oh, like even when they were first having a baby, I was like, obviously this question's gonna, they're going to be asking that question or it will be something yeah. else or it will be like, oh, I hope the baby doesn't have blah, blah, blah or I hope this. Mm. Um, yeah, no, it's very grim. Yeah, I mean, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, I guess I, I was less, um, I mean, I was still shocked, obviously, mm-hmm. and maybe also, you know, I think I was surprised of how, how they were talking about this, um, this question and like the, and how like Megan was sharing, like how they were going to change the convention based on this. Mm. Um, and, and that's something definitely that I need to look in for myself. But yeah, I I think it was just like, he said it was such calm Mm. that, um, that, yeah, I think I was just like really struck by that. And it's something that I wrote down and Mm -hmm. that I want, that I need to, um, I think like dive deeper in, in, this whole thing and we we yeah. also appreciate this has just been the most random episode of yikes ever made um yeah. <laughs> but i feel and like there's been so many hot takes so like, many hot from- takes also like everyone you don't have to take everything that we said as completely 100 percent serious and no. like as if we are dictating what is 100 percent the right take um but i do think that there's a lot that we can take from that interview mm. out and look at how that that is enacted in the world around us. Like I know that watching that interview brought up like thousands of personal experiences that I've had from in different way, in so many different ways, especially like white women weaponizing their like themselves um, and especially mental health things and like that. But there'll be so many different things that, that we'll be able to look into ourselves, 
and be like, mm-hmm. where could I also be in like exhibiting this behavior? Um, and I just For think sure. that that's, that's why we've talked about this here because I think it was an opportunity mm-hmm. to like, to like link a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, with institutions that have existed for this long, I we can guarantee you they're toxic mm-hmm. in many different ways. So, you know, it's time to stop glorifying glorifying and like upholding these institutions as something holy that can't be dismantled. Mm-hmm. Um, these are man-made structures mm-hmm. and therefore they can also be torn down and yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think if so. if you have at any point been like really annoyed with us for like saying anything bad about the monarchy maybe sit with why you care so much like i don't know yeah. like i'm not trying to this is not me trying to be rude to you just me just be like i just don't understand so maybe maybe yeah. sit with that and be like why do you have such like an attachment to this system and mm-hmm. like yeah where is that coming from mm-hmm. and also please just don't yeah. dm random people especially people whose family have like who don't know um whose family have lived have experienced generational trauma from institutions and then tell them off for speaking out against that institution like come on come on yeah um yeah yeah Yeah. find a hobby and uh donate to um black mental health charities um that's you know yeah um and also we will probably not talk about the royal family for a good many many years after this so don't expect this yeah this, i've literally this watched, watched enough podcast. for two lifetimes yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah um but yeah well um thank you to the patreons for supporting our work uh it means so much and um yeah if you want to join our patreon uh the link is in the show notes and uh, we have extra content on there and yeah we're looking forward to seeing you on there this show was hosted by myself, Michaela Loach, and Josephine Becker. And this show is edited with all the sound mixing and all that jazz by the wonderful Finley Mowit. Um, and we'll be back next week with another episode. Bye.